Hey Kwame. Hey Mame. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Let's do this then. You are listening to the Diaries of an Immigrant podcast. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Diaries of an Immigrant podcast. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful weather out there today. Very sunny and it's hot. It's not hot, Kwame. It's, it's hot. It's warm. It's hot. It's hot. It's What's 26 degrees. 26 degrees. Yeah, it's hot. Okay, then I, I guess we can say it's hot. Yeah. yeah. I it, mean, we've had to turn on the um, fan. Yeah, I was about asking, why is the fan on there if it's not hot? <laughs> well, I guess we can say it's, it's hot. Yeah. And now you even open the window and it's like, in the doors, it's like, no air is yeah, blowing. It's just to, hot air. Yeah, as compared to when it was spring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I guess I mean I agree with you. It's it's pretty warm, but it's not all bad because I mean we've seen the west. We are burning. I'm burning. Ha, I'm burning. I'm oh. not. Can't be exaggerating, ha. guys. Is exaggerating. <laughs> but the fan is on. So why are you still burning? I now know. explain it to us. Maybe I'm under pressure from from our listeners. Oh, yeah. really? Wampa? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are the one who is always the goofy one. So today you're feeling the pressure. Yeah. Let's see if when we start, maybe the actual discussion, it will go down. Maybe. Let's yeah. See. yeah. But yeah, I mean, we can't really complain about the weather. Mm-hmm. We've seen worse. Winter is so dark and cold. And now it's sunny and bright and you, you want to complain again. So what, do you, what exactly I, I do prefer, you want? I prefer spring. Mm. I prefer autumn and mm. winter. And winter? Yeah. Ah, so you don't like summer? No, I don't like summer. You know I don't like summer, Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Well, okay. I understand. How about you? Me, it's it's spring and autumn. Mm -hmm. But I guess I like autumn more because I like the colors that the leaves come. But spring is also like a beginning of a new, should I say, life when the flowers are blossoming. And and, Yeah, just like autumn. Mm -hmm. You know, it also rains a lot during autumn. But I mean, I like those two. Summer, winter, mm. I'm not really a fan. Mm. So, yeah. But it's nice. So, I mean, I can't complain. We will look forward to the water getting warm and then we can maybe go swimming and then it will be okay. Will you swim now? Yes. Why not? Okay, you will now. I will now. Previously, you don't. That's why I'm dieting. To get a body for swimming. Okay, sorry. What do you think? I'm sorry. Sure. Okay. Okay. That's fine. But yesterday, we did have dinner outside. Mm, That was nice. And that was... Close to the bridge. Yeah, the Arizona bridge. Whose idea was that? Kwame's favorite sport. But whose idea was that? It was yours. No. To have dinner at the bridge. No. I said we should have dinner in the park somewhere. Yeah. And you said, no, we should come and sit at um, the... Well, that's because it's closer to home, I guess. Oh, please. But yeah. You also love the bridge. Admit. (laughs) (laughs) It was nice. Admit that fact. But it was nice just overlooking the water. It just gives this calm feeling, mm-hmm. you know. Like, there's this calmness that comes with, like, there's no worry. Mm-hmm. Although, like, maybe your laundry is waiting for you at home or something. Mm-hmm. But at least it's just nice, you know, forgetting things for a playing some, time. some music, like, yeah. so bolo. <laughs> <laughs> you see, your, your silly self is coming back now. But it was nice. It was really nice. It was nice. Oh, and guys, Kwame took me for a massage yesterday. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Friday, I was like, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired. And then I came home and he's like, you know what? We have an appointment on Saturday at 2 p.m. for a massage. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, ain't you the sweetest? I know. I've known that since I was two, so. <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I really appreciated it. So thank you. And then... Um, yeah, I'll make it up to you. And you after know. that, you took me to this bomb 
Uh, it's not even a restaurant. What's the name? <laughs> oh, it was a restaurant. Come, don't do okay, that. Okay, so mommy, mommy has this um, <laughs> habit of taking me to some bum places. Like, <laughs> it didn't start here in Sweden. So, um, back home in Ghana, I remember, um, I think a week before you left mm. to Sweden, um, mommy said, oh, Kwame, I wanted to surprise you and all that. I was pumped, you know, and all Dressed that. Dressed up. Yeah, and then said, oh, we're going to Osu. I said, okay, why not? And then we got there. Guess where mommy took me, listeners? Papaye. But what is wrong with papaye? What? What? What no, was what that? What is wrong with papaye? Will that? you even get papaye? Where did I take you? I took you to Coco. I've taken you to Coco several times. I've taken you to my uh, uh, Mayakova, La Palm, Cupcake Boutique. Um, where? And that's all. Um, what is that all? <laughs> I've even forgotten the places. Classic places. Mommy, that's where mommy normally takes me. Bush, Bush can't see. <laughs> Night market. Night of Ghana <laughs> campus. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's the thought behind it that matters. <laughs> we even get Bush can't see in Banku. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, but I, those days, I mean, I was a student. Oh, I, what, I was, was broke. That? Oh, please. I was Give broke, a... so that was what I could afford. Give me a break. No, but yesterday, it was a very nice meal I thought huh. we were going to have. What was that? You, when you we said, when you said we're going to have lunch after like the, the massage, massage, I said, okay, great. And that's so why I was expecting like some rice with some sauce and some chicken, chicken or, or meat. meat, something, you know, with some salad and stuff like that, but... We got there and it was like what sandwich. sandwich. What was that? It's healthy food. Oh please! It's you healthy. had the one and backing on that journey, not me. So please, never listeners, include me. Listeners, have you seen what I say when Kwame is passionate about food? I am passionate about. I like food. I like good food, mm. not or any kind of food, but mm. yeah, good. So food. yesterday's food was not good. It was bad. After that, girl even gave us croissant. Oh please, in please, the please. egg. Yeah, I told you that girl was crashing on me. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you no, you but, think you are no, fine, no, um, please, please. But, but, but when have we ever uh, like gone to a shop, mm. bought something, and then when you're leaving, they give you extra like a gift? Yeah, no, but she said they were closing oh, and please. it was weekend, and I'm sure they didn't want to like serve everyone. This. Everyone will, will agree with me that the lady was crashing on me, so I decided to. You know, give you. What if she was just liking my hair, oh, my please. Afro hair? Oh, please, 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 it was me. It was me. Mm. Yeah. You declaim it. Yeah. She's not here it. to defend herself, yeah. so you can just jump it on. What her. if I told you she was winking her eye? She didn't do that. <laughs> she did not do that. You're crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well. Anyway, I'm just kidding. I'm yeah. just kidding. We'll okay. Just, Hopefully she's not listening to you. Yeah, go the next time she go like, "What's it me you were talking about?" <laughs> Anyways, yeah. to today's episode, mm-hmm. to the serious matters. Yeah, you see. No, we are going serious. to yeah, we are going to be serious. Mm-hmm. We are going to discuss the inconvenient truth about living in Sweden yep. or generally maybe living abroad. Mm-hmm. And uh, we didn't want to just limit it to Sweden because we feel that. Anybody else who is probably living outside of their home country can relate to a lot of the um, issues issues we are going to bring up today. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so it's not just maybe living in Sweden specifically, but anybody living abroad. Okay. Mm -hmm. And in talking about this too, we want to state here that for most of you who have been listening to us for some time now, you know that both myself and Miami, we love it here in Sweden. Mm -hmm. We've um, talked about how good or efficient the healthcare system is transportation system education education, 
um, you name it, the mm. weather, the yeah. parks and mm-hmm. all that. We, we love it here. Mm-hmm. But we also believe that to every good side, there is also some demerit. Mm-hmm. So that's what we are here to um, trumpet. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that we hate Sweden, Sweden but no. we, we are here to just share some inefficiencies of course, in the system as well. Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm, yeah. and um, not only about Sweden, but um, about certain perception that people also have mm-hmm. of us living here in mm-hmm, Sweden. Mm-hmm. So not only about the uh, Swedish system, but certain perception that people also have about us living. So here I in guess Sweden. we could just call it maybe like some challenges that you experience mm-hmm. when you live abroad. Yeah, yeah. So basically something like that, yeah. 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 And I'm sure if you haven't joined us in any previous episode and maybe it's your first time listening to us, you probably don't know who we are. Mm-hmm. So My are... name is Kwame. I'm the famous Kwame. Yeah. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> <laughs> come, come to Sweden and ask for Kwame and you find me right away. Sweden. Yeah. So even in Umeo, they know Stockholm, you. Stockholm, Umeo, Uppsala, Gothenburg. Malmo, Trailer Boy, Eastside, everywhere, Skona, yeah. and which one? All those ones. Yeah, yeah, everywhere. Yeah. Please, you're not that popular. Okay? I'm popular. Don't, don't be thinking that you're famous. I'm Nobody famous. knows you. Actually, yeah. even your neighbor doesn't know you. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Kwame. Yes, he was bragging. <laughs> and I'm Mame. And uh, we are a couple living in Sweden, Malmo, Sweden. And I have been in Sweden for almost five years. And Kwame has been in Sweden for almost three, three years. Yeah. So we are going to base a lot of the discussion around what we have experienced within this uh maybe close to eight years together mm-hmm. experience that we've had yeah mm-hmm. so mm. yeah so that's it mm-hmm. so the, the um going to the point you yeah. know so the first inconvenient truth about living in sweden mm-hmm. is that it's very difficult to find a job here in sweden mm-hmm. very very difficult to find a job here in sweden mm-hmm. I, I, I say that the first reason why it could be that it, it is like that, not it could be, but it is like that, is the fact that in Sweden, of course, you already know, they speak Swedish. Mm-hmm. So majority of the jobs require that you speak fluent Swedish and in some cases like English. Mm-hmm. For and sometimes they also go like if you speak any other language, it's a plus. Exactly. So yeah, the more you speak. Yeah, normally they actually... International languages, not like... Yeah. No, but normally they actually advertise that you speak... Swedish and any of the Nordic languages is a plus. plus. Mm. So that is the challenge. So it means that for me who cannot speak Swedish, mommy speaks um, Swedish fluently. Mm. But for me who cannot speak Swedish, then I cannot apply to those jobs. Mm -hmm. And now it means I can only apply or target the English speaking jobs. However, there are natives in the system as well. So there are people from Britain, there are people from the US, US and yeah, Australia Canada. and all that mm-hmm. living in the system as well. So then, of course, it makes that um, um, application pool quite, you know, narrow. Mm-hmm. And very competitive. Very, very competitive. Mm-hmm. So that's the first challenge. The second challenge is that in Sweden as well, the most, not all jobs, but majority of the jobs are actually gotten at FICA. Mm-hmm. So what I mean by that is I'm having a discussion with Mame. And I'm, I tell my okay, my organization is actually looking for a job. And sorry, looking for a candidate mm-hmm. to 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 fit um, this job. Mm-hmm. And the mommy says, oh, okay, I know of someone. I will just contact the person for the person to send you an email, and then you pick it up from there. Mm-hmm. That is how majority of the jobs here in Sweden has actually um, got gotten here. And I I say that for me, I've actually been a beneficiary of it. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, ironic that I'm actually talking about this because yeah. I've been a beneficiary of yeah. it. A lot of people have complained about this. Mm-hmm. You know, the mm-hmm. fact that 
they don't get jobs they don't get jobs they don't get jobs but there are a lot of jobs if you go to linkedin you find jobs if you go to albert for medical you find jobs if you go to jobo and, and all, all that the you, there are a lot of jobs yeah but in time you apply you keep getting one rejection after the other that's because majority of them are already like taking taking yeah and if you've listened to our podcast finding a job in sweden or um any podcast about job like in finding a job in sweden you realize that most recruiters actually say that you need to build network in order to be able to get these jobs mm-hmm. so just imagine you don't have any network that it makes it very it impossible to yeah. you know break through mm-hmm. um this system mm-hmm. and one thing i saw with regards to this i always say that that's how come when you find yourself working somewhere too just do it and do it well because when you do and you are not able to get a job there and you even leave at least someone could recommend you someday that to oh else, uh, there yeah. was an intern that we had some time ago he did a fantastic job but because of maybe budget constraints and all that we couldn't employ the person mm-hmm. so maybe i will just you know link you up with the person so you mm-hmm. have a conversation with the person and stuff like that mm-hmm. but in summing this particular thing up i dare say that sweden is um and this I'm, I'm actually putting it bluntly sweden is quite nepotistic mm-hmm. when it comes to finding and looking for a job mm-hmm. we back home in ghana we refer to this as whom you know yeah it is very very predominant popular here in sweden you I need to in sweden it's not even just whom you know but who also knows you knows you exactly yeah. it's not whom yeah. you know but who knows you yeah. it's very it's yeah. it's very common and popular here in sweden mm-hmm. majority of the job you'd realize that someone knows somebody and all that so mm-hmm. we normally advocate in our podcasts mm-hmm. that as much as possible just try and build some network when you come in just try and volunteer somewhere you mm-hmm. might not know where that activity could you know lead, lead you. you just yeah. try and volunteer some yeah. so that's what i want to say about sweden it's pretty difficult it's nepotistic but you can also break through by yeah. creating your own network so that when that job is advertised my job mm-hmm. for example i actually approached my organization and said okay i've seen that you have this um deficient exactly and i think this is what i can do to help you i was an intern and then subsequently they decided to take me on mm. but with that of course the job advertisement had to go out there when i was out there i knew i was actually in poor position mm-hmm. to get that job because it was something that i actually brought into the organization yeah. there's no way another candidate could apply to such a job and, and maybe do better than you have exactly yeah. because i have a little experience i came up with my own ideas and all that to mm-hmm. you know um start that job in the first mm-hmm. place so that's what i mean by that so sweden mm, it's, it's it's pretty hard yeah. and yeah like kwame is saying when we say try and create contacts the recruiter says all the time like how do you create the contacts how do you create connections through facebook and we would also add this that um there are some maybe junior teams around handball team football teams and if you have interest in such areas or maybe there's a choir you can mm-hmm. volunteer mm-hmm. there you mm-hmm. know help the kids to sing or help the kids to play football or take them through training and their parents do come there yeah they bring the kids they bring you know, the kids there. so yeah. it is these parents who are the managers and the um, CEOs and the um, um HR, HRs yeah. and the talent acquisition specialists yeah. and all those people in those places who can help you get such you know opportunities so if you find yourself especially as a student volunteer probably language course you're meeting people there you know and then that is how you create the network because like we've mentioned countless times in this um episode in in this um podcast that 
it is pretty difficult to get close to Swedes. Yeah, very. So how do you break the gap? That is very. when you find a common interest around their kids, in their teams or in their class, or if you go for these um, language cafes and all that. That's where you get to meet people, and you have by then you have gone past the first stage of even meeting them, mm-hmm. and then now you can have a conversation, and mm-hmm. eventually something good comes out of it. So yeah, it's it's pretty difficult. So yeah, the the yeah. the first inconvenient truth about living in Sweden is that it's difficult to get a job. Mm-hmm. You should know that it's yeah. very very difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you. Mm. Yeah, and then I guess to the second point, that is the fact that when you are living outside of your home country, living abroad. You do miss home a lot. I don't. Yeah, Kwame always says he doesn't miss home, mm-hmm. but I, I guess maybe because we have each other, it's easier for you. Yeah, you know. All but, I need is you. Oh, <laughs> that's so sweet. <laughs> but it's it it is hard. It is hard. I mean, for me, there are certain things that I had access to back at home mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. I do not have access to now. Yeah. For example, going to the salon. Yeah. Back home, it was always easy. Like every Saturday, and I was, was cheap. Yeah, and it was very cheap. Mm-hmm. Every Saturday, I was going to the salon. You used to take me sometimes, you know. And oh, I I did. Oh yeah, you used to take me. I've always been sweet. You have, you have. Oh, you always have. Yeah. That's good. But now I don't have that luxury of going to the salon. Oh, okay, I thought you were going to say, but now I don't take you any longer. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't even go to the salon. So. I'm just kidding. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Now, I don't even have that luxury of going to the salon, you know, because mm-hmm. it's pretty difficult to find where I live. Even if you find it's so expensive, so mm-hmm. you can't do it. And there are a lot of things that we do take for granted when we are home. But when sure. you move out, you're like, no. Like Saturday morning watching. Yeah, yeah. the food. You don't, yeah. you don't get it, you know. And in Sweden, like in that part of Sweden where we live, we don't have any African restaurants around. No. Even if you have, it's probably, I remember back in, way back in Lunch, there was food from Nigeria. And if you know the African continent, we are different countries. The food is completely different. So Nigerian food, yeah, maybe it looks like Ghanaian food, but it doesn't taste the same. Mm-hmm. And I would not enjoy that, you know. Just like Nigerians would also not enjoy, not our, enjoy food. our food. Yeah. So it's, it's so difficult. You, you miss home all the time. And even now, what even makes it so difficult is COVID. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Knowing that even if you want to go home, you cannot go home. And that thought of it, sometimes we just take it for granted because you feel like you're home. But in case you have a family member or a relative who is sick and you want to go home to see them, now here is a case where you're even more separated. You just cannot be home. It's not possible. Mm-hmm. If you go home, maybe you have to quarantine for 10 days. And after the 10 days, that is when you can now see family. Imagine you go home and you take the test and it's positive. Now you you're like you're vac- you if you yeah, took up, yeah, yeah it's just messed up if you took maybe twenty days to go home you are sick the quarantine alone was ten days mm-hmm. and if you are sick then it's like your twenty days is over sure so it's like if you want to come home it's so difficult yet you miss home and you can't come and it's just so complicated sometimes if you are back home you just feel like oh if you want to visit your sister or your brother you can just get up and go but we don't have that opportunity you can bring to do your that. We, we know how complicated it is to get people to visit. So let's not even go there. So much paperwork and the bureaucracy is so much and documentation here and there. No, it's, it's just so difficult. And now with COVID, it's even more, um, you can even feel it's more worse than previously. Because even if you do have the means to go home, it's, it's just not possible. 
you know like when the borders were closed and all that you just can't do it so yeah it's, it's difficult i mean and these are things that maybe sometimes people overlook but these are some of the challenges that we face as you know internationals living elsewhere mm-hmm. and yeah to the next part one of the inconvenient truth of, of about sorry living in sweden as well is the fact that it um it can be lonely sometimes mm-hmm. and that's because Sweden or Swedes are very individualistic in nature. Mm-hmm. So if you don't speak to a Swede, they will not speak to you. Mm-hmm. Where you have been speaking to them, sometimes uh, it's like it's uh, awkward. Yeah. yeah, you know, unless they really know you. Mm-hmm. So when it's like that, it's more of like everything that you're going through is it's actually it's just you and you alone. Yeah. Luckily for myself and mommy, we have each other. Mm-hmm. There are times that I'm down. And of course, mommy encourages me and mm-hmm. vice versa, you know. Mm-hmm. So our, our case is different. It's, but a, it's a little better. Yeah. You know? But I remember when I was a student mm-hmm. and I was here alone. Yeah, I did have people from Ghana. But, you know, you don't know them. Mm-hmm. You're not sure if you can trust them yet. Mm-hmm. I remember my birthday. I was alone. Christmas. I was alone. And it's it can be so, you know depressing sometimes people will go like oh yeah but you do have the youtube and all that but it's not the same because as human beings we crave for that human interaction you know and not having that is so it's so down my graduation i had to get like some friends that i had made in sweden to go with me but these are um should i say times that you wish you had family and friend with you to share in that joy and celebration it's like the social support system is not there it's just you. You have to figure things out by yourself. Take your decisions. You're alone. Live with the consequences alone. And Everything just, is up yeah, in your head. It's just yeah. you. And you your know? pillow. Yeah. And it's it's just sometimes it's just so hard. I remember times where, like during Christmas, all my corridor mates had left to their various countries, and I was alone. It was dark and cold, and I was alone. Yeah. Yeah. By saying that, some something just came to mind. The fact that um, for uh, most of our families who are also back home, if you have a family member who is abroad, once a while just check up and see what whether they are doing well or or not. Yeah, just ask. And just just the thoughts behind it yeah. alone gives you some comfort that someone cares about you. And don't you. just show up because you need something. No, you know, because <laughs> yeah. seriously, a lot of us go through like hell. Mm-hmm. You know, living elsewhere because mm-hmm. you you need to you want to get your 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 life back on track mm-hmm. because you used to have your life, life together and now you decide to move from away it. from home and you're starting it's more of like starting afresh so um you'd encounter a lot of difficulties here and there mm-hmm. so at least if you know that you have some support system elsewhere mm-hmm. at least when mommy was here, even with that she was she's yeah, saying that I she was alone you know when mommy was here she would call me and all that we have conversation and all that but still she felt alone so just imagine if someone is all by themselves and they don't have anybody to speak to and they are battling with a whole lot of issue work accommodation school school and stuff like that you know so yeah yeah it's it can't be hard Mm -hmm. yeah and these are things that you may not you know necessarily see that someone is going through that because nobody has loneliness resting on their foreheads you know yeah they're battling it within themselves so like Kwame said just a message here and there how are you doing Mm -hmm. How is school going? Mm-hmm. Or just wanted to check up on you. Exactly. And just to let you know that I'm here for you. Yeah. And it will be so soothing. I can imagine if I got a message like that for maybe my sister. It would have been so soothing, you know. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. That's just one of the 
other you know challenges as well mm. and then the next thing is the issue of impermanence like when you're living outside of your home country mm-hmm. you are in this constant state of uncertainty mm-hmm. like nothing is fixed everything could change yep. and that thought of it alone is just so difficult to bear with you know recently we were having a conversation we we're actually joking about it mm-hmm. and i said so what if one morning we wake up and then Swedes are like, or the Swedish government is like, okay, so for immigrants mm-hmm. who do not have um, chaos, like back home, go back to your country. Or Swedes start agitating and mm-hmm. saying that we feel like these immigrants are, you know, um, taking our, our job, jobs. just like it happened in South Africa. Are we now going to start all we, yeah. over back home? I sold everything of mine before I moved to Sweden. Yeah. So that's that constant state that you find yourself in sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I know when we have to apply for residence permits. Oh, I'm all over the place. Kwame is like, sometimes I try to be calm, you know, but then it's this state of what if my permit permit application is rejected? What do I do? And that's because in Sweden, uh, for most of the stories around this, I know that we might have different, you know, um, stories, mm-hmm. of course. But for most of these stories, you'd realize that someone has a good job. The employer is ready to vouch for the person and help the person apply for a permit. Mm-hmm. But the employer makes a tiny mistake. Mm-hmm. And that's it. You are going home. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter whether it was your employer who did that mistake. They can't oh, do anything about mistake, it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Recently, there was a story of um, a guy who yeah. uh, needed to take... And in Sweden... It's important for you to take your vacation. Yeah. It's very, very important. If you don't... <laughs> yeah, it can go against yeah, the residence yeah. permit application. Permit application. The guy yeah. was supposed to have taken his vacation. He mm-hmm. didn't. He worked. During and then the vacation. Vacation. That was summer. During the summer holiday, he worked. And then um, he wanted to apply, renew his permit. And then he was asked, so what happened to the vacation? It's like, mm-hmm. okay. His employer asked said him. yeah to, to stay behind and work. And they asked him, was he paid? I think he was paid. He was paid. Yeah, and then they were like, okay, no. No, you shouldn't have you shouldn't taken have this taken break. The, yeah, and the employer couldn't say anything. Yeah. And the guy had to leave. I mean, yeah, leave. he was deported back yeah. to and, mm-hmm. and that's how, you know, that's what we mean. That people who are actually Swede and are in their home country can work anyhow oh, they yeah, want, yeah, take their vacation anyhow, take even more vacation or less vacation. When, when, when and I, it's okay. When I was in Ghana and I was working, I you could never, take... You never really took your vacation. No, I didn't take it. And I was even going to say, I could do some extra gigs, mm-hmm. you know, and get money. And nobody yeah, cared. Actually, yeah. You know. But I know that the first two years of your working permit is actually given for the company in which you work. Mm-hmm. So you cannot take any job elsewhere. Okay. You know? And after the first two years, the next two years... It's for the profession in which you work. So if you're working as maybe a marketing person, you cannot go and do something in healthcare. Mm. No, it doesn't work that way. You need to inform the migration office. And I don't know if they are going to agree to it or not. And it's very complicated. And when you're renewing your permits or even applying for the permits in the first place, your employer must vouch that, yes, they are employing you. That the job was advertised for more than 30 days. You should... Go with your um, tax records, the fact that you were paying taxes, you know, and every income that you have been receiving passes through the tax office. So they know. So if money comes from somewhere else, it will be found out. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that can be so messy. Just one little detail. If you miss it, you can't be deported. So that's constant state of uncertainty. Like, 
what if my um, um, permit application is bounced? What if for me, I lose my job? And for what me, if this? You and know? for me, most of the what ifs um, emanate from the fact that I know there's nothing for me back home. Yeah. That's the truth. Yeah. There's nothing for me back home in Ghana. Mm-hmm. So that what ifs keep coming. And when it comes, I'm like, okay, what if I go home and... You don't find anything. I don't find anything. How do I start again? Yeah. And I know currently with even COVID and all that. Things are so things messy. Things are messy, you know. So that's, that's another challenge. And we are saying this that, okay, we are in Sweden. There are others, of course, in Europe, in America, and all the other yeah. part of the world who are also, I mean, they want to renew their permit and all that. And it's, I mean, that thing is such a big deal. I know, for instance, a friend of mine in Copenhagen wanted to renew the permit. He didn't have a job. He wanted to renew his permit for like a year. He had to practically like borrow money, money from people, people because if to you show don't have a job, then then you need to show that you have the finances exactly. to take care of yourself. So what if he did not get this funding from his friends? You know, then he also had to return to whichever country he came from. Exactly. And so that is the uncertainty there, knowing that something could happen and you would have to be deported. Mm-hmm. Yet, you don't unless, have anything to get back to. Unless it gets to the point where you're a citizen or you have permanent residence. Then, then you can't be okay. Yeah, you can be okay. You know? yeah. But even with the permanent residence, what if your case is special and you don't get it? So it's just so... There's so many what if, what if, what if that you always live with. And it's so difficult. Last year, when we had to apply for a residence permit, we had to go through the what ifs here. We went through no, it yeah, a lot. And that's because, I mean, then it was COVID. We needed to renew our passport. And the and Copenhagen the embassy, embassy was, closed, yeah, was closed. And then and it was... It was oh, it was And so Copenhagen messy. didn't understand the fact that we needed it as soon as possible. Yeah. Yeah, that's because, we, I mean, our, our, the renewal of our permits was dependent on, on that. The, yeah. yeah. Depend, we needed the um, passports to mm-hmm. prove your residence, to prove your identity. Mm-hmm. And here, the, if the passport is expired, then it's like... Actually, you're not a human exactly, being, you know. know. So it's it's just so complicated. It's so difficult sometimes, and yeah, it's it's not easy. So it's a difficult world out yeah. there. That's why I said earlier on that if you have a family member, just check Understand, up. Yeah, yeah, just check sometimes. up on them mm. and ask them how they are doing. And um, if they come, of course, if they share their troubles with you, find a way of you know encouraging them. Yeah. It's very Consoling important. Consoling yeah. them. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, of course, the next uh, inconvenient truth as well is the fact that you always struggle to fit in. Fit in. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, um, struggling to fit in is based on the fact that I cannot speak the language yet. Mm-hmm. That's why I struggle to fit in. Mm-hmm. So it makes conversation quite um, difficult. And it makes me feel kind of weird sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. Remember, it makes you feel like you're different. Yeah. Yeah. Remember those, in one of our episodes, I was saying that, um, like, when I go to work, when I used to work, like, um, in the office, mm-hmm. um, when it's break time, you, you're out having lunch, and then we're having a conversation in English, and then all of a sudden, it's changed to Swedish. Now, I don't know whether I should just take my lunch and leave or I should just sit there and pretend as if nothing is happening. Yes, you, you don't know? understand it. And you, un- just, you feel like you are excluded exactly, from what's happening. You know, and a lot more times, unless you work in an organization where, of course, it's clearly stated that the corporate 
or the organization's language, language is English, mm-hmm. then that is when it's a little bit better. But when it's not stated, because I work in an organization where I work in English, mm-hmm. but it is not stated that the organization's language is, is English. Is English. Yeah. So it's, it makes it pretty. And I work with English staff. Mm-hmm. But I have colleagues who also work with Swedish staff. Yeah, solely Swedish. Swedish staff, yeah, you know. Yeah. So then it makes it a bit complicated. So for me, and an example is today. Um, today is the Swedish National Day. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. Mm-hmm. So today I went to the um, grocery, grocery shop. shop. And um, an old man, an elderly man actually walked up to me and started saying stuff. I, I, didn't re- I could pick up, One you know, bits words, and pieces yeah. of whatever he was saying. However, I couldn't uh, reply. reply. Mm-hmm. And it was mommy who had to come and bail me out. Because <laughs> I would have walked away. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And I know for most of the old folks, they see you. They want to engage with you. They want mm-hmm. to speak to you and all that. The disadvantage there is that uh, most of them do not also speak like fluent English. English. I also don't speak Swedish. Swedish. You know, so, so that makes there's it, a barrier in communication So like, it makes it... So when the man walked up to me and um, you came to bill me out and all that, and we left and went to the cashier, paid and went stepping out. You said you needed to pick up a parcel. So I was standing there and I saw him coming. So I'm like, no, I'll not stand here. You had so to I had move. To, yeah, I had to move. Because you didn't want him to engage Yeah, again. again. <laughs> and whatever I was saying, after he explained to me, of course, was interesting. But yeah. I cannot keep up with the conversation. Mm-hmm. And for me, my struggle to fit in, is the language for those who live? It always makes you feel like an outsider. Yeah, for yeah. those who live in the English-speaking countries, that's Maybe much better. Yeah. Mm. But for us, those who live in Sweden, Norway, Denmark, Germany, Germany name it. I mean, it's pretty difficult, mm. you know, to mm. fit. I don't know how it is in other, you know, places, but in Sweden, it's the language, and we always say that for Swedes. It's up until you start speaking the language. That is when they are they able really to open up. open up. Yeah. But else... I guess sometimes it's also because they are not too comfortable with speaking English. Yeah. yeah. So when you are making the uh, efforts to speak the language that they are comfortable in, then they open up. Mm. It's just like myself. Sometimes when maybe I meet someone who speaks very fast Swedish and I find it difficult to understand what they are saying, mm-hmm. I also don't speak too much. Mm-hmm. But if they will switch to English, then you see me also talking. So mm-hmm. I guess it's like the same. But for me, the struggling to fit in here is with, I wouldn't say my race, but my skin color. Mm. Imagine walking into a room and there are like maybe 50 people and you are the only African you there. Just, you just suck up the, the light. In yeah, there. it's like <laughs> as soon as you enter, the light has just been taken away and you, you just stand out. You I mean, are, this, this is literally. Literally, no, we are not saying like, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. you know. And, and it's, it's just... So you become so self-conscious. Oh yeah, and that's that's what they put a lot yeah, of pressure, a on, lot of pressure on you, and you are that's when you're even likely to make mistakes. You know. You remember, I was actually, uh, I shared a story where I said when I first started my master's program, I was actually the only African in the room. Mm-hmm. So the first day orientation, I walked into the room, and I'm like, "What is happening here?" Like, yeah. I'm like what? Like, there's no there's no African in here, yeah. you know. And I said I used to go to my master's coordinator, and I'm like, I feel so weird. She's like, why? I'm like, I'm the only African. Yeah. I, she's like, oh, that's why it's an international program. I'm like, you don't understand. You don't understand. Yeah, like yeah. I, 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 you've you've grown up in a society where you were part of the yeah, majority, you know? and then all of a sudden you find yourself as a minority. 
And it's, it just comes with its own stress and pressure. Somebody may not necessarily look down on you or say something to oh, offend you. Oh, yeah, no, no, you, not in that But case, you yeah. are just so conscious of the fact that you are different. Yeah. And I guess for children, it's okay. Oh, no, because they... Yeah, kids, was, yeah, they don't I, understand I hear, these things And I hear things in Sweden, I saw that um, when you start, like, nursery, for example, the classmate that you have, there's a cli- likelihood that you would go to up until the university, you know, level with, with all the, same of group. the group, yeah, yeah. provided you decide to choose the same schools, you know, mm-hmm. so it's much easier for Africans who actually grew up here than for us who had our formative years back Also, home. I think because if they are kids, they've always noticed that they were the only ones who were different and it's okay. But when you are an adult and you understand... Oh, they were even accepted. And they were accepted. Yeah. yeah. They play together and stuff like that. Exactly. So then you don't, you don't, you're not conscious about it. Yes. You know. But I, when you're an adult, You know the funny different. thing? The funny thing is that uh, when I came first year and I was in class and there are times that it's break time and you realize that people have grouped. Yeah. And then they start like, forming groups, groups and then and now you're not sure where, where to, <laughs> to go. You know? That's when it's pretty yeah, weird. And it's, 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 it's difficult because yeah. myself, I also felt that way in my master's program when I realized I was only African. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was an African-American, but she had the other American girls to be with. Mm-hmm. But then I was only black African mm-hmm. and I felt odd. For some reason, I don't know. It just dawns on you that you are different. Oh yeah. And that feeling is is not is not a nice feeling. So I guess even if you find yourself in a country where English is spoken, you being part of the minority, and also we know that being in our should I say ethnic race, there are some stereotypes attached to it, and either you succumb to it or you work extra hard to you know overcome it. And that puts us its own type of pressure I've, on I've you. I've always said that, and that's where the pressure comes in. For me, I've always said that I want to be the different, yeah. you know, um, person that you know. Mm-hmm. And in most of the um, experiences that I've had with this, you realize that majority of Europeans have not traveled to Africa, mm-hmm. so they have their own perception about. You know how Africa Afri- is and exactly. Who Africans are. Yeah, just like remember those times that you were moving to Sweden. I was like Sweden. Where is Sweden? Yeah, well, Switzerland? Like, is it Sweden? That's the first one. The second one was that I was like, I, I used to see Sweden like Bosnia, like or, some poor country, yeah European country. That's how I used to yeah. see it seriously. So that's how. I used no to, offense to anybody from any of these countries. Countries, but yeah, yeah, but that's how that's I used what to. We thought. Yeah, that's how I thought. Up until I moved there, I was like, wow. That, mm-hmm. Because it was Denmark that I used to hear more of. of yeah. You know, it was mm. Denmark, but not the other. And the other, previously, I used to think that Denmark, um, um, their, their official language was also English. like English. Mm. You know, up until I moved um, here. So, yeah, I mean, there, there are those kind of stereotypes. So, yeah. I always say that I want to be the different, different one. one. And it put pressure on me to be able to do and do it better. Because it's like you have to work twice as hard, yeah. you know, as everybody, to just to change some perception out there, you know. So that alone is, is not easy. And yeah, of course, you you go through these things and up until you're in the situation yourself, you won't understand. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, yeah mm-hmm. Up until you're mm-hmm. in the situation. Because mm-hmm. if you're in, just like my if you're mm-hmm. in the majority, then you feel like, okay, that's Everything all it is. normal. Even yeah. I, when I was working uh, in, a, in um, a financial institution, which was quite international, mm-hmm. we had people from 
I mean, all, all over, all, all over mm. Africa and some from Europe as well. Mm. But we're mostly Africans and Europeans. You, you could see one or two of them, but I knew, I mean, we're in, in the, the majority, majority. So I didn't feel that yeah. up until I moved. I've never felt that way before. Up until I started schooling at Lund. Mm. That's when I felt that way. I was like, ooh. I'm in the minority. Yeah, because I'm mostly... Mostly, I'm confident. Mm-hmm. I'm able to. I'm friendly. I'm confident. I'm able to walk out to people, speak to them, and mm-hmm. all that. But initially, I'm like, wow, this feeling it's yeah strange. And and if all. you don't check it, then it affects your self esteem, yeah. your interaction with people, mm. and your confidence and all that. So, yeah, that's what I mean. But I guess for me, after being in this situation now, I'm very um, just empathetic to people of difference maybe beliefs or um sexual orientation or because i understand how it feels to be in a minority mm. so i'm a little more empathetic to people like that because mm. i have i have experienced being the minority mm. so i understand how you feel sure. so i guess you know in as much as i felt that way i have tried to you know channel it positively so that other people also don't have to go through what i went through so mm. yeah that's about that. Yeah. So, yeah, the third one, mm. mommy. So, yeah, the next thing is the fact that, yes, we are from somewhere. We do have our own beliefs and standards about things. And now you move into a different terrain, which is like in Sweden for us. And there's something completely different that is being practiced here. So there's this ideological clash that happens because ideologies about how maybe life should be is different from what it is in Sweden. And there's this constant battle that you have to, you know, go through to navigate yourself through these situations. For example, when it comes to like religion back home in Ghana, we are very religious people. We don't mind praying on the parks and shouting and screaming. Morning devotion. Morning devotion in the neighborhoods. People Mm -hmm. are going around with like the megaphones and preaching and Mm -hmm. praying in the mornings. You don't do that in Sweden. It's very different. And Sunday, of course, today is Sunday. You'd see people um, returning from church yeah. like by now. Or maybe like going for second service, mm-hmm. you know. But in Sweden, it's Sunday and you see like parents are going to the park with their kids. So it's Sunday. We are looking through the, the, window. the window now. Yeah. And um, people are just walking by with their dogs. Yeah. And um, kids, kids are on their scooters shouting, screaming, yeah, because it's summer. Yeah. <laughs> when it's summer, that's when you hear the kids, that's when you realize, oh, there are kids here, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, because yeah. they're all out playing in the sand and all that. When, when, when we're coming back from the grocery shop, mm-hmm. we saw a lot of parents with their kids and the bicycles park, and, and then the park playing and all mm-hmm. that, yeah. So yeah. that's what happened like on, on Sundays, Sunday, yeah, we just take it easy. <laughs> and today is the Swedish National Day, so. On, on this day, even though it's a Sunday, there'll be lots of like, you know, little, little family parties, parties and yeah. dinners here and there. And you see the Swedish flag all around. Yeah. That's what people do on Sundays in Sweden, which is very completely different from what we are used to back home, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, you do have your ideologies. You do have your beliefs and all. You just keep it in your, in your head. You don't say it. You don't voice the, it out. The, the interesting thing now for mm-hmm. me in terms of religion mm-hmm. is that... I, when it comes to um, having a conversation with a Swede mm-hmm. in terms of religion, religion, mm-hmm. I cannot voice out mm-hmm. this one. Okay, I cannot do that because mm-hmm. you need to keep it to your chest. Yeah. If I'm having a conversation as well with someone back home, mm-hmm. I cannot share my perception. 
now now because now serious a lot of things um i think uh, for our episode on what is god up what is uh, god up to in sweden mm-hmm. uh, i shared how my perception about religion has changed mm-hmm. i believe in god yes but i feel there are things that we do back home that uh leaves much really, yeah. Oh, yeah exactly mm-hmm. so um, if I'm having conversation with colleagues back home, whom I used to be on the same level with regards to, I mean, our religion and our Christian beliefs and stuff like that, I kind of have conversations with them because if I say what I say, then it's the first thing that comes out is you've changed. changed. So because what now you live in a room, you've changed and all that. Know? So yeah. it's it's pretty like complicated having conversation now. When it comes to religion, yeah. I don't have conversation. You regarding know, religion, yeah, yeah. Regarding, regarding. I guess unless it's like Sweden. maybe family, who and even those ones, the very close ones. Those are open enough yeah. to understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. As else, heads will crash. Yeah, or and clash. Yeah, not crash. Clash. <laughs> a clash or a crash. It's, it's all <laughs> clashing. Yeah, you know, and you don't you don't want the conversation to get awkward yeah. or for people to get offended or anything. So then it's like. You battle with this yourself. yourself yeah. Or for example, when it comes to like parenting. Mm-hmm. Back home, we are introduced to a different, you know, system of parenting. Yes, spare the rod. Spoil the, the child. Yeah. In Sweden, it's completely different. You dare not. You don't spare the rod. No, no, no. You don't do you that. Don't do that. You do you it. Know? Your child will call police on you. Yeah. You know, so like you cannot go home chastising what they are doing because of what you've seen in Sweden. And you cannot also chastise those in Sweden because of what you know back home in Ghana. Mm-hmm. So it's like whatever conflict it is you you it's are experiencing, experience it yourself. Yeah. Don't just don't say it. Yeah. And these are some of the things that we go through. You know, in as much as you don't agree with certain things, you just cannot talk about it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe if it's, uh, on the topic of like healthcare, you are discussing healthcare back home in Ghana, mm-hmm. and then you want to compare it to how it is in Sweden, it's going to be like because you are not here, you don't understand. And then you know, you know, especially when the person you are discussing that with is uh, politically like um, inclined, inclined, yeah. and is supporting one party, and maybe it's the party that is actually in government, yeah. or otherwise, then they are like, it's "What like are you saying?" They support yeah. the other party. That's why you are saying that. That's yeah. why you are saying my party is not doing well. You mm. know, but we 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 are not actually coming on that. Tangent. Tangent, but mm-hmm. it just goes there and mm-hmm. it gets really uncomfortable. And for us, like we said, living outside of home, we do talk to our family sometimes, maybe once a week. You don't want that once a week to be an argument. For me, because you know, of that, I've um, cut down on the conversations that I have with my friends because mm-hmm. I've seen that things have changed. Mm-hmm. You know, they are moving towards like another direction. I'm also moving towards another direction. So, mm-hmm. I don't let's have not, yeah. yeah. Let's just not let's agree to decide. Agree exactly. Yeah, so I so don't that, I don't speak to you that much as I used to. Mm-hmm. Of course, once in a while we send text messages, how are you doing? And blah 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 and all that, which is good. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to issues and subjects like dissecting and no, I don't want us to go there for us to disagree and for you to feel like all oh, right because you've moved outside of the country, so you think what you know it all and all. No, mm-hmm. not that. No. Mm-hmm. So I just want to keep that to my chest and of course uh, share with mommy yeah we don't we just don't want to make the relationship as complicated as That's, it would yeah. have become yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and then the next thing that we also experience by living outside of our home country is the fact that family and friends come with all sorts of requests yeah but you live abroad yeah, sometimes there's this perception that when you're abroad automatically you are rich you should be rich 
yeah because like maybe money grows on the trees so why should you <laughs> not be Literally. able to yeah so why should you not be able to meet my request that i'm coming with and i i, I get for me i always say that i don't blame people who think like that mm. you know especially for our families and friends mm. that's because of what is being portrayed or promulgated on social especially media now, social, yeah, media. social media yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know that is why I personally, aside the DOA immigrant page, mm-hmm. I will not post anything of my own social media, mm-hmm. and I don't do that because I don't want to create the wrong impression. And for example, mommy, it took it took you some time to get a job mm-hmm. in Sweden. Yeah, whatever struggle you went you through. went through, nobody knows. Mm-hmm. So I just wake up one morning, and of course, now that I've gotten the job, I come and put it there that okay, now I have. Oh, we're starting work tomorrow. Tomorrow, and congratulate like on LinkedIn, which is good. Okay, no problem. Others would want to do that. I don't do that because I don't want to create, you know, what I say, unnecessary competition or uh, pressure, pressure for someone for someone out there. Now, this is an example that I always give that you have been here for four years. Mm-hmm. I came through maybe two years. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, your brother, your sister is seeing that me, who came two years ago, I bought a car, I have a job, I have a, a home, like, Then me, beautiful. who has been here for four years, it means I have double of what Exactly. So why not? Yeah, yeah. So why not come to you and say, and that is why you say, oh, maybe I don't have, give me time to be able to read. Then it's like, ah, ah, mommy, why? why are you doing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And all that. And a lot of the things that is, of course, portrayed out there, it's nice. The fact that the transportation system is nice, which is good. Mm-hmm. The fact that, oh, accommodation, you get this and that and that, which is good mm-hmm. and all that. But when it comes to the issues of finding a job, for instance, that's what gives us the income for us to be able to afford whatever we get. It's a struggle out there, but and, people and don't nobody sees, sees those ones. And, and the other thing too, you were saying that somebody could post that maybe they have a car and all that. It could be rented. Of course, which is... And uh, a long like time. paid on credit. Yeah. Yeah. Or even even rented yeah. for the day, day yeah. and it's very months, cheap to yeah, rent it's very a car. Uh, cheap to rent a car. Mm-hmm. Another thing too, it could be that you bought a car and you're not paying an installment, mm-hmm. so you don't own it yet. If you miss one payment, the car company will come and pick up their car. They'll mm-hmm. tow it away. You know, yes, people are on social media, maybe bragging that they own this and own that. Somebody will just write, "Oh, I just bought a car. Uh, I bought a house maybe yesterday." They are going to pay for this house for the next 40 years. Oh, yeah. Yes, they are on social media saying they bought a house. It's not like it's paid in full. Yeah. So if you see something like this, don't be deceived by it, you know, and don't come and put pressure on us because we don't have it. I remember there's this other guy that I have at my workplace. He he buys a phone from this mobile um, yeah. subscription company in Sweden. <laughs> and every time a new phone comes an iphone specifically an iphone specifically so now, i think now he has the 12 the iphone 12 yeah. yeah and what his subscription is is that he doesn't own the phone it's on rent basis so every month he pays an amount of money and then if the new phone comes he takes the old one and takes the new one you know unlike nice my party. yeah unlike my situation where I also had a phone that I was paying in installments, but I finished paying like I think last month. So now the phone is mine. If I want, I can throw it in the bin or give it to someone else. And I don't have any problem with my mobile um, network, but his, he cannot just throw away because the thing is like he's rented the phone. So if you see someone holding an iPhone 12, he doesn't probably own it. He is definitely paying in installments (laughs) or it's just being rented. No, don't worry. If you see someone, let me let, let me put it uh, 
in, in, this a, way. in a silly way. Yeah. So if you see someone who has posed in front of a mirror mm-hmm. and you see that the, the, the three, mirror yeah, the, and the, the three lens, camera, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no way. It, it might be rented. It's it's not to say that all phones, phones are, are rented. rented no. no, but it just it just uh, like the the wrong impression is always created about mm-hmm. people who live abroad that they have money and all that. Yes, I always say that I am comfortable, but I'm not rich. Yeah, I'm comfortable. And there's a a, a big difference between that being yeah. rich and being comfortable. comfortable I'm comfortable whatever I want to buy I can afford mm-hmm. it whatever you need, need you can afford I it I can afford it yeah. you know but mm-hmm. of course I, I, I just can't you know just get anything I always say that for me I always want to have the cash in hand mm-hmm. before I go and buy, and something, buy something you know so yeah. it might take me four or five years to buy something that I, I, I know I need but for want. some yeah <laughs> but for someone um, they they might think, okay, you know what? Uh, I can just, I, pick, I can it just pick it up and pay, and pay and like installments, yeah, and then yeah. Mm. Yeah, so that's, so that's what it is. So I guess we can't really blame if someone comes with this outrageous demand, oh, yeah. because social media or people living abroad portray it's like, oh, if you work, you get this, you know, good income and all that. Somebody showing all those things, the money. They didn't show you the work they actually did. Oh, you have no the number, idea. They're probably, the number of hours that they needed to work too. Yeah. They're probably working like, you know, five jobs to get that income. So when they were standing on their feet and working throughout the night and all that, you didn't see that one. But you saw the money, you know. So that's the difference here. And People don't show the hard work that goes behind it. You only see the success and that's and, it. And you know me, when it comes to social media, I'm quite like, mm-hmm. I'm a pessimist. Mm-hmm. When it comes to things on social media, I see it and I'm like, yeah, like, oh, this, I'm like, no, Oh, please. I don't uh, believe it. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's social media. Because yeah. myself, I know the hassle that I also go through. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean someone else is going through the hassle. But yeah. I know, like, um, on, on the general, you know, level, mm-hmm. this is how it is in Europe. Mm-hmm. You need to work hard and able to achieve whatever you need to achieve. It's not like it's delivered um, to you on a silver platter. It doesn't work like that. So if I see it like that, like, oh. This so so and so just car. car and all that. I'm like, oh, for good for you, but for me, I am not like, um, um, how do you call it? Pressured like, perturbed, yeah, yeah, about it and all that. So, in saying this, the last thing that I would like to say before we move on to the next point is mm-hmm. that, um, a lot of us back home we see this kind of things and it, it demoralizes us, mm-hmm. it makes us question our own hassle. like a hassle and existence in the first place that oh um, maybe look i'm not at, working, working hard, hard enough, enough ambitious enough, enough no. And all, no i mean just just stick to your lane just do what you need to do and hopefully your hassle pays off you know someday don't and, be and another thing people only put out the things they want you to see yeah of course so don't be you know uh, worried and they always put the best thing out of there course, we all do. so don't compare your worst do, do to you know, somebody's best do you know the number of pictures that we take before we choose one and then put it out there exactly mm-hmm. exactly yeah. you know so that's what it is yeah. so yeah that, that's that's one that's one of the things there but mm, the next thing as well too is is the fact that um because we live abroad people expect that we should know everything about you know where we live so, for example, my man and myself, we live in Sweden. Mm. So, our family members, our friends expect that any question that they ask us about Sweden or moving abroad, we should be able to have answers to it. If you do not have those answers, that means you want to sabotage my growth or progress. Yeah, or like you're a wicked person, yeah. you're selfish, you don't want to share you know, how you did it. Yeah. And, yeah. and normally, I, I, I always want to, like when you ask me those kind of questions, I want to be sincere with you. So, I'm open enough to 
um, for us to have a conversation and assess your current situation and see whether or not it's the best move for you based mm-hmm. on, I mean, your, your situation. Your situation. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So that's what I do. Mm-hmm. A lot more times, I think it's um, misconstrued. So others might think that because I don't want you to come. So someone could contact you, like my friend, some of my friends. Like you have a burden like career. Mm-hmm. It's it's good. I I always say that I came to Sweden, mommy, because of you. Mm-hmm. I came to Sweden because of you. If you are not like in Sweden yeah. or you are done with school and of course you, you didn't have the opportunity you had to stay behind and work. Of course the plan was that when you I are done masters, I was coming home. Home. Yeah. yeah. I think after the masters you said you wanted to do a PhD and, and then, then you return home, home and all teach. that. Yeah. So the plan was that I would be visiting once a while. But of course the dynamics change and I had to Join. Yeah, mm. you go I'm yeah. So if you also think, okay, based on the current situation that I have, I want to move and I'm painting the picture to you. An example is an example is the fact that in Sweden it's pretty difficult to get a job. So it's not like you're a nurse, you're a doctor, you're an engineer and all that. Do you know the how they say job. engineer in Swedish? In in <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like and even with that, those um, 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 doctors, nurses, and all that, you'd have to come to school yeah. in Swedish. Like, you yeah. need to... Like, you have to learn, learn Sweden, Sweden, Swedish. Go, Swedish, go back to school to get a Swedish certificate that you can now practice in Swedish. And that um, tuition, that education is in Swedish. So, your Swedish has to be so good to the extent that you can go back to the university to learn in Swedish. Mm-hmm. And now get the certificate to come and work in the healthcare industry in Sweden. So when we explain it like this to you, you might think that we are trying to demoralize no, you. But, but the thing it. is, that's the reality. Unless you don't mind coming to do any work. But why would you leave maybe your um, health work or healthcare work in Ghana and come and maybe clean in Sweden? Why would mm. you want to do that? Yeah. So if we break it down, it's like, oh, you don't want me to come and you are selfish yeah. and you want what, to pull me down. What, what, seriously, but emotionally, what do I stand or what do we stand to like benefit if I prevent you prevent from, you from coming. coming? It's not like Sweden. I own Sweden. No. <laughs> Anybody that comes to. Yeah. I, I remember in saying this, something just came to mind. The fact that uh, recently someone um, sent us um, like a message asking a question. Saying that they were what a, a UK citizen and they yeah, wanted to I come to. He said um, he wanted to come and read some short courses in Sweden, mm-hmm. and what were his options? What were some of the short courses that were available, and what was the situation for him who was a UK citizen? And when that question came, I didn't. Both of us didn't have a problem with that. And one thing that we always say is that. We are not like the epitome of knowledge when it comes to like moving to Sweden. Mm-hmm. We share our experience. If you have a specific question, you send it to us. Of course, we try to answer it to the best of our knowledge and abilities. And That's if it. we don't have the knowledge, we refer you to like to maybe a website. website for you to go check it out and all that. So we said that and then the person, I think, just flipped. And said that is how Africans are. We don't want to support our own and all. I don't and know you from any- because you you live in Sweden. We should know these things. So I don't why- know. No, the thing is, Kwame came to Sweden for a two years master's program. Mm-hmm. I came to Sweden for a two years master's program with a scholarship. Mm-hmm. I came as an African who was going to pay school fees. I didn't come as a UK citizen. 
And also I came for a two years masters. I have no idea what short courses are. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't know which in which area you want to do your short courses. So I cannot give we cannot give you any the, the best answer the that best. would be, you know, for your condition. And also now UK is there's Brexit. They are out of the EU. So probably you have to pay school fees. Like I said, probably I don't know. So if we direct you to a website, we were not being rude or being selfish. No, but we genuinely the, the, didn't know. The best thing that we do, and that's one thing that um, when I read that message, the fact that he flipped, I was like, wow. Because um, in cases where we do not even have the answers, we, we try do our research to read around and see, to okay, find which websites, websites can, can help give you, you the answers you know, that you need. Yeah, and and we just go and then read around, find the website, come and say that okay, we do not have it because we want you to know that we do not know no, it, so that you don't feel misled. Yeah, because uh, we don't want to also mislead you and go like, oh, you know what, you can do this look yeah, here when we don't. We know. don't know. It's not we don't have the answers to everything. But that that is the pressure, the fact that you are there, so you should know everything and all. And for yeah. me, it was quite disappointing that that person said that. But of course, we have most of our listeners who ask questions, and, and then, then ask, yeah, we give them answers, and then and they I come thought, back. Thank yeah, so thank you so much, which response. was good. But yeah. this is just one example that I wanted to give. Mm-hmm. But it's like that for um, with our families as well. Sometimes friends that yeah. I grew up with, they come and then they ask you question about oh i want to uh, move to sweden i'm like why do you want to move to sweden is it for school is it school or what they're like oh ghana is difficult so i i feel like it's time for me to move why do you want to move if you are probing those kind of questions then it's like you want to discourage me yeah but it's all like yeah, that we came through school so if we are asking some of these things it's like it is through school that we have some experience and even that is through masters you know, so if you come and ask me like through bachelors, I have no idea. Recently, I had a friend asking me, she was a classmate that I had in my psychology program. And then she asked me, so um, how good are the international development courses in Sweden? And I was like, uh, how? Because she said, how good is international development in Sweden? Then I'm like, like how? Then she's like, oh, like programs in international development, are they good? Then I was like, I have no idea because I came to Sweden to Lund University to study psychology. I don't know how even the international development or in Lund University is called development studies. I don't know how the course or the program was. So I told her that I have no idea, but the class or the friends that I know who did development studies, they never complain. So probably it is good. And I think she wasn't pleased with the response. Later on, I realized that I couldn't see her profile picture on WhatsApp. So I'm thinking maybe she deleted my number. And I've not heard from her since then. And I was a little, should I say, hurt that she took offense to it that I said I didn't know. But I don't know. You know, and I was surprised that she reacted that way. Like, are you expecting me to know? I can't say it is good. Maybe it is bad. But if you had asked me about how was your psychology program, then I can go on and on and on and tell you that it is like this and it was like that and it's this and it's that and it's that and it's very research-based and it's this way, you know? Because I had another friend asking me about, I want to come and read the psychology program and how was it like? And I was like, okay, one thing I do do know is that it's very research-based. So if you have PhD ambitions, it should be good for you. But if you want to work in like the clinical field, then I don't think this is like the best option. 
I told her, and she was like, oh, thank you so much. And that's, oh, that was really interesting. I'm like, yeah, because Kwame went through his master's and he thought it was through research-based because he's from the industry. I didn't like it. And he didn't like it, you know. So if you won't like research, then don't bother. That's what I say all the time when someone asks me now about like coming to education. Yeah, I like the business-related, you know, stuff. So... I'm, I'm more of like an MBA person, person yeah. than, you know, the, yeah, the research yeah. person. Mm. Yeah. So if you come with such a question in the field that I have the knowledge and the experience in, then I can tell you. But when you come with like something completely different, I don't know. So yeah, sometimes you say it and it's like you're being rude or cheeky or selfish. You don't want to say it. But the thing is, we, we don't know. No, we don't. But I, I don't blame such people because I think sometimes other people living abroad make it seem like they have all the knowledge. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so and a lot more times they are misleading you. Yeah. It's just bragging. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, if you do it or this they way. Just want to take your money. Yeah, or take advantage of you. Like if you do it this way, you do this and then you do this and you do that. No. I don't know, and I don't want to mislead you. So when we say we don't know, please believe us. We don't. Don't worry, but with us, if we don't even know, we'll get you. Yeah, we'll give you a website for you yeah. to go and read from. So that's that's not so bad. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So the the next thing is that um, uh, when you live abroad too, it might happen that you would lose some friends and from back home. From back home, and that's um, an inconvenient truth. But yeah, it is what it is. I've actually. Um, Shattered off some friends, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's it's okay for me. And mm-hmm. I understand that when climbing up, there are times that, of course, you lose some friends, mm-hmm. and that is because um, ideologies have changed, our perception, our thinking, our ambition, our experiences are different now, and all that. So, I. I I understand that. And just like you're saying, you know, currently on my WhatsApp list, I think I... you have like just 10 people. Yeah. And you are probably mostly family members and I think two of your bosses. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, on my WhatsApp list, you know, Mm -hmm. and I deliberately decided to do that Mm -hmm. because as I said, uh, things that when we're talking about the fact that um, ideology have have changed, changed, you know, we said the fact that now there's like... um, a clash sort yeah. of mm. between what you used to know and what you know now mm-hmm. now i would say that what i used to know what i know now has overpowered or overshadowed what i used to know mm-hmm. so unfortunately i have most of my friends who are still thinking that, that way, way yeah. and i don't begrudge them for that that is i mean the direction they want to go yeah that's okay mm-hmm. but i will not just like you will not allow me to um, um, impose, impose my thoughts beliefs on, on them, you. Yeah. I also would not allow you to impose yours on me. So let's just, you know, mm-hmm. stay where we are. Mm-hmm. For one or two of my friends, of course, they come around. come around and understand it like that. So we have conversation and they are intrigued and all that. They are also doing well, which is good. Mm-hmm. So I've lost some to recently, you know, I had to practically block, block someone, yeah. you know, because... I don't like those spiritism and stuff like that. It's now I'm not a believer of that thing. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. You believe in that, stay there. Like don't I had dream. I had yeah, a dream don't call me and tell me you had a dream about this. Please, I'm, I, just allow me to live my life. You know, you get what I mean. Yeah. Just allow me. I don't. Previously, yes, I I used to believe that, but now I've realized that for 
And a lot of the things that we experience back home, it is because we have, we don't have a robust system. That's why it is like that. Mm-hmm. So we tend to pin everything down on some demon, demon somewhere or some spirit somewhere or some auntie or auntie and all that mm-hmm. somewhere. I'm not saying that, of course, stuff like that do not exist. I'm an African. I know how, what yeah, uh, happens and all that. But for me, I've moved on from there. I want to believe that of course i i'm with my god i'm close to my god Mm -hmm. i wake up in the morning i pray to my god and that's it Mm -hmm. as to whether or not tomorrow morning i I will not even make it god forbid i know that it is is in the hands of god it's not in the hands of anybody anywhere to determine my fate or my destiny on earth Mm -hmm. so things have changed Mm -hmm. so because of that I, I tend to lose like a lot of you know friends and I'm okay with that. I for me you know me I don't and complain. That's the, that's the most important thing that you are okay with. Well, it. I'm okay with because it because I think once you have understood that yes ideologies have changed perceptions have changed and so you are likely to lose friends and you are okay with it I'm then okay. there's really no problem. I guess based on what we are saying that you should be okay with it. I'm just thinking of the fact that that friend of mine seems she deleted my number and I was like, I was a little upset. But then now I'm like, yeah, sometimes we give advice and we don't even take it ourselves. Yeah. So I guess I should be okay with it because we are moving on different paths. Yeah. And if you cannot just, if you cannot appreciate a simple answer like this and you'll be offended by it, then I guess it's not meant to be. No, yeah, you know? that's it. Yeah, I so, mean, you can't force it. No. You know, just understand that things have changed. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. If you, if you feel like... Um, you still want to be in my cycle, and mm-hmm. I also feel I still want to be in your cycle. Mm-hmm. Of course, we work we like can, that, yeah, yeah you know. That, but, but if not, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. there are times that you know, some, for some of my good, the good friends that I even have now, mm-hmm. we could we could um, go for like um, three or four months without speaking, yeah. And then there are times that when we speak, well, we speak for like three and four four hours, like in a row, non-stop, non-stop. Yeah. And then we are like, okay, so talk to you in the next like, four yeah. months, and then that's it. Yeah. Just to and those kind of calls, I appreciate it because we get to catch up and see, okay, what's happening? How are you? How has it been? How's it been? You know, with this issue with Corona, his work and family and stuff like that. Good. I appreciate those kind. Not those ones that will send you a text message and say, "I've dreamt about you," or "What's up?" or "What? What? What?" <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, um, "I've not heard or, from you." Can you send me Momo? Yeah, like I've not heard from you in like ages. I just wake up one morning and there's a text message. And then you're asking me, can you send me Momo? Um, I, really? No. You remember there was a friend of yours who sent you a message, I think, last Christmas. And it's like, oh, you know, it's Christmas. So, yes, my mobile money number if you want to send me something. Yeah, I was so offended. Well, like, wouldn't you ask, like, oh, how are you doing? Yeah, I was so offended. Yeah, down with school. Did you get work? Yeah. You all of a sudden, you come to ask for money because... Yeah, I was so offended. Yeah, abroad, we should have money. Yeah. I think I, I didn't... Um, no, you didn't reply. Reply that message. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't reply. Yeah, yeah I don't... Uh, for oh, me, yeah. excuse me, I love you, but I don't um, tolerate, you know, those kind of stuff. Because mm, you don't, you don't yeah. want it to be like, oh, because you're abroad, you were rude or you insulted somebody. So, yeah. you know what? Let's just leave it at yeah, that. Let's and then, it at yeah. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but those, those are the kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess for the last thing is that, yeah, those of us living abroad... It is an inconvenient truth that it is difficult to maintain like some conversations with, I guess, the natives of the country in which we live. Because we do have some um, beliefs and some humor, some expressions that we use, that you use with people who are not from your, should I say, social or ethnic background, and Mm -hmm. they don't understand it. So, for example, 
we were talking about was it politics with a friend she didn't understand African kind of politics. Yeah, African politics. We went on and on, used different examples, used different um, expressions. She didn't get it. We're I, like, you know what? I, Let's just leave it. It's okay. And then we stopped. It was so difficult. And we're also talking about voodoo, you remember, with our <laughs> Swedish friends. And we gave example. They didn't get it. We're like, okay. Let's just leave this no, now. But, Let's move on to the next but even topic. Recently, with um, COVID, mm. with regards to how uh, most of our leaders, of course, are contributing to um, the breaking of the protocols mm. with regards to yeah. COVID. Mm. When you are talking to a Swede and you are saying stuff like that, they don't, they don't understand. understand. Like, how? How? Why is the president? How is he doing? We're like, yeah. yeah, that's what. And then it's like, they don't get the fact that we are trying to maybe like, to be ironical, they don't get it. And and, and then we're like, it's okay, it's okay. An example, an example as well is the fact that today is the Swedish National Day. The Swedish Prime Minister was sitting somewhere with two family members having mm. fika, fika, and that was it. That's what he did today. Yeah. And then the royal family, we saw the crown princess, and she was with her family, and they came to you know put the Swedish flag outside and waved, and that was it. There was no um, March parade, past. right? Yeah. I was going to say charade. There was uh, yes, and charade. There was no parade and charade. There was no army men marching in the streets and school children lining up in the sun. No, uh, there was nothing. Right. No, we didn't do that. I used to love that, you know. When I was in it's so unnecessary. That no, I used, thing. It is so unnecessary. If we want to go that line, we will change the, the conversation. No, like, I think. I why think do just... we have? Independence Day celebrate. What are we celebrating? No, okay. who is independent? We are not, we are not talking we'll just about leave that. It yeah, like we are not that. talking but about like, that. Yeah, Sweden but, doesn't do that. Yeah, Sweden. Does. So just imagine you're having a conversation like that with a Swede and saying that, okay, so your celebration, this is how you do it. It's pretty difficult to maintain. You may have to find videos to show them, like this is what I'm saying. So because of that, you don't want to even have conversations like, like that. that. No. Yeah, it makes it difficult. The difficult part uh, with regards to having conversation with an European is when it comes to like humor related like stuff. You say something that you think is supposed to be funny and they don't get it. But I don't get that same vibe when I'm having a conversation with a British. Mm. Yeah, it's very easy. Yeah, they understand. Like every idiom or proverb you use, they get it. They get it. They know, I but, guess maybe the language yeah. is also an issue. I mean, they, they colonize us. So I mean, why not? <laughs> We picked up every everything from them, yeah. so yeah, I understand that. So yeah. it's much easier. So when it comes to a sweet, like one thing I don't like about conversations like that is you say something, they're like, huh? And it's like they are still Come looking again. at Yeah, or they are looking at you think it should have um ignited like laughter and then, and then they like, didn't laugh and now you have to explain your yeah, joke. Yeah, why should I have, have to, to explain, explain if you joke? have to explain a joke then it's not funny. <laughs> you know? <laughs> And then sometimes you use some like words, some English words, and it's like, what? Recently, I was talking to a friend of mine, and I was like, oh, so back home in Ghana, we do have this um, course like in junior high called vocational skills. And she's like, what is vocation? Like vocational. I'm like, vocational. Then I was struggling, like, vocational. How would I even say this? In That's it. You just go. <laughs> I'm like, oh, like a job that like you do with your hand, like something you do, like, like masonry, like carpentry. And even a masonry, she didn't understand. I'm like, what are we doing? And I had to spend like two or three minutes explaining vocation 
to somebody. So because of that, it's pretty hard it's to so maintain that conversation. Mommy yeah. says that if you're speaking to like a Swede, you should try as much as possible to use simple English. Yeah, use very easy English so that there's no, you know, miscommunication. Like, I remember I also said to the same friend that, oh, sometimes Kwame just puts the rice on fire. And then she was like, rice on fire. Which fire? Where? And I'm like, <laughs> he cooks, he boils the rice. And they were like, oh, okay. Like, rice on fire, you know? And these are like... But there's something that um, a British... like We'll who, get yeah, it. But it's literally, but yeah. not like... Yeah. yeah, it's I guess figurative. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's not like we actually set fire and put the rice yeah, on it. it. No. no, but like, yeah, it's so difficult sometimes. But well, yeah. that's what it is. Mm. Yeah. So you just have to know how to navigate through such situations. Yeah. So that it's not any more awkward than it it already is. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But yeah, when it comes to you know the inconvenient truth about living abroad or in Sweden, it's mm. I'm sure someone will listen to it and go like, ah. So these are their problems. problems. Yeah, yeah these are until problems. you find yourself in it, you won't really see it as a problem. Like where maybe you use an expression and somebody finds it offensive, but you were trying to be funny. You won't understand till you find yourself in it. That's when you realize, oh my god. Or till we go like, yeah, migration, migration. Until you are in it yourself, where you've applied for a migration and you've been turned down, you won't understand what we are talking about. You know. But for me, the difficult part here. Of all that we've mentioned, the mm-hmm. difficult part is getting the job, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to Sweden. Mm-hmm. When it comes to living abroad too, the fact that you could be lonely sometimes. Mm-hmm. And the most important thing, the fact that you would um, lose some friends. Mm-hmm. And sometimes in some um, extreme cases, you family, members, family members, you you'd, lose, you'd lose them. Yeah. The, those are the, you know, the... Um, difficulties. The difficulties. For yeah. me, the looking through our list, the one that I'll say is the most serious thing for me is that feeling of impermanence Mm. that feeling of uncertainty Mm. like anything could happen anything Mm. can change Mm. it's the worst for me it doesn't give you that peace of mind you it's like yeah you you have a work and maybe you are getting the money but what if you are deported Mm. that what if what if i just don't like what ifs hovering around me i'm a person that i like to plan and have things done a particular way so when you want to bring your instability to my stability that i'm trying to increase then it's it's just i can't handle that Mm. so yeah for me that's the worst thing of not knowing what could happen in the future no yeah okay Mm. so yeah guys that has been a list of inconvenient truths about living in sweden or about living abroad Mm -hmm. if you have any more that you think you uh know or that we didn't mention you could always send it to us on instagram on doa underscore immigrant yeah and then i guess maybe we should run you through the points that we discussed Mm -hmm. so we actually had 10 of them the first one was the the first inconvenient truth was that it's difficult to get a job and that there's a lot of nepotism in Sweden. Mm-hmm. The second thing is that you miss home and family a lot. The third inconvenience is that you can't be lonely. The fourth one is the, the state, of, the impermanence. state of impermanence. The fifth inconvenience is that you struggle to fit in both in Sweden or both abroad and at home. And the next inconvenience is the ideological clash that often happens. That you have to find, you know, and battle with yourself. The next thing is that friends and family come with all sorts of requests. 
The next inconvenience is that because you live abroad, you're expected to know everything mm -hmm. about the country in which you live. Also, you are likely to lose some friends and even in some extreme cases, family. And then the last thing was that it is difficult to keep some conversations going. Mm -hmm. So yeah, this has been a recap of the inconvenient truths that we did mention earlier. Mm -hmm. And um, it was great having you guys sticking with us. Sure. I think it was an interesting conversation, right? I think so. Mm -hmm. Hope yeah. the, our listeners also feel the same. Yeah, we hope you feel the same. Let us know what you think about it. And uh, yeah, send your comments and your suggestions and your questions to us on Instagram. And yeah, Kwame and I are even contemplating having a TikTok account really? for DOA underscore email. We'll see about that. We'll see about that, yeah. Mm. It's not a promise, but we are looking into it as well. Mm. Mm. So we hope you guys join us next week and we hope to bring something interesting next week as Until well. then, hope we don't uh, burn into ashes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So have a nice week, guys. And hey, though, for yeah. now. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.